Hello, I'm Tim Rhodes, pastor of Bethel Baptist Church, and welcome to our morning worship service. Bethel Baptist Church is located on Kentucky Highway 36 in Frenchburg, Kentucky. You can find our website at www.bethelbaptistfrenchburg.com, and you can reach us at 606-768-3768 or 606-776-7360. If you'd like to write us, you'd like to know more about our church, you have questions, you'd even like to help and support, you can reach us at Post Office Box 141, Frenchburg, Kentucky, 40322. I trust you'll enjoy our service and perhaps be part of our ministry. But God bless you as we join our morning worship service. Please turn with me just briefly briefly to turn to it. I won't be brief. No, I will. I will. In Ephesians chapter 3, this is a great prayer. A great prayer. And I'm going to, you, some will feel like this is heresy, but I'm going to read this prayer from the NLT and then I'll get back to the Good old King James, if that's okay, all right? Just hang with me. Don't, don't be upset about it. I want, you to, I want you to understand this. I want this to bless you, this prayer, as we talk about the love of God. It says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and, and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word, for its truth and its power. And I pray now, Father, you work in our lives. Let every word spoken be yours and not mine. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to talk to you about the love of God today. And it's, as you heard in this passage, I can't fully express it. And you can't fully understand it. And so that's what we have to, that's what we're going against, that I can't express it. 
and you can't understand it, but one thing will help is when we understand how unworthy we are of God's love. If we can understand how sinful we are, how rebellious we've been, how disobedient we've been, how unworthy we are of God's love and the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus, then at least we can get closer to understanding how wonderful God's love is. Let me tell you from Scripture, let me just go through this quickly. His love, first of all, let's say this, God's love is stated. Now, this is important, you understand this. God's Word tells us that, that, uh, about God's love. First of all, God is love Himself. Now, He doesn't just love, God is love. His character is love. He can't help but love. If He didn't want to love you, He would still love you because He is love. God loves because He is love. Now the good thing about that is, or maybe it's the challenging thing about that is, when we get saved, we, we receive the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Holy Spirit comes in and He's the one who makes us a child of God. He's the one who does the new birth. And so when we're saved, the Holy Spirit comes in and He gives us, He has, because He is God, He gives us the nature of God. And so... In the, in the Holy Spirit, we have the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22, 23. And the first it mentions is love. We have the ability to love like God loves. As a matter of fact, we're supposed to love like God loves. We'll say more about that in a moment, but God is love. His love is limitless and unconditional. God doesn't just love those who love Him or love those who are like Him. Obviously, there's none like Him. He doesn't just love those who will do what He wants. He loves all of us. His love is limitless. His love is unconditional. The Bible says, God so loved the world. He loves every single person in the world. As a matter of fact, the Bible says he would have all to be saved. He's not willing any would perish, but all would come to repentance. God loves you. Whoever you are in here, God loves you. Whatever you've done, God loves you. Wherever you've been, God loves you. This is one thing you can count on. And even Christians, we need to know this sometimes. When, when you heard in the song, sometimes he, he feels so far away. Things seem so bad. We're so deep in the valley that we wonder where God is. And we know by Scripture, He is everywhere. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And He loves us. There are certain pillars of our faith you must always remember even in the darkest times when feelings uh, can be deceiving, when emotions uh, lie to us. Count on the truth that God loves you, God is good, and God wants what's best for you. Amen. Always believe that. Always count on that. And then God's love surpasses understanding. Now, even knowing that, 
Obviously, here I go again. I'm going to try to describe it. I can't, and you can't understand it if I could describe it. His love is just too big and too great and too wonderful. But listen to what the scriptures say. It says that, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height of God's love. Now these phrases, while they may have a meaning in each word, and I'll give you something for each of those words, when you put this together, what this phrase is saying, that, that, God, that the, the vastness and completeness of God's love is beyond our comprehension. That in whatever direction he, it needs to go, whatever distance it needs to go, it does because God loves us. It, it is so big we can't comprehend it and it leaves no one out. God loves you. God's love is wide enough to include everybody. Remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about how that, that Christianity, our faith, people talks about being inclusive. God's love is inclusive. He says, come to me, all you who struggle, have baggage, I will give you rest. Whoever you are, whosoever you are, you're included in God's love and in the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wants you to be saved. His love is wide. It's wide enough to include everyone. His love is long. You know how long His love is? It's eternal. His love is everlasting. He loves us forever and ever and ever and ever. He will not stop loving you. His love is long. His love is deep. His love reaches down into, into the lowest depths of sin. His love reaches uh, into the depths of depravity. His love reaches from heaven down to where you are because He loves you. Listen, at home or in the hog pen, God loves you. He loves you and He sent His Son for you. And He wants you to be saved. And His love is high, as high as it gets. Because He will love you all the way to heaven. The greatest thing we have, the greatest emotion we have, the need we have is to be loved, to feel loved, to know we are loved. Well, God loves you. Whatever's going on in your life, wherever you've been, whatever you've done, God loves you and He wants what's best for you. And He is good. So not only is His love stated, that we have it in Scripture. And we know the Scripture is true. Every single word of Scripture is true. And so you know your love just because the Word tells you that. God's love is stated. But listen, and we all know you just went through Valentine's Day. And I, I, I don't, I'm not going to ask you what you got how good your valentine was to you, and all those things. But we know when it comes to love, just stating it is not always enough, is it? 
God's love is not just stated. God's love is demonstrated. The Bible says that in the, that, that He demonstrated, God demonstrated His love in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't die for us when we got better. He, he didn't die for us when we, when we got all cleaned up and, and, and got baptized or joined the church or started doing good things. He loved us while we were yet sinners. He demonstrated His love for us. Now listen. As I mentioned a while ago, sometimes you don't feel loved. I'm sure there's lots of things and lots of times we all go through in our lives. We don't feel loved. All you need to do in those times is just simply focus on the cross. Remember in Hebrews 12 when it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Remember when it says in verse 3 it talks about, that when you, when you start getting weary and you lose heart and you're about to give up, remember how He endured the hostility of sinners against Himself. And don't lose heart. Don't be discouraged because God loves you. And so what you need to do, His, His love is demonstrated by the cross. Now there's no other way that He could have demonstrated His love. No other better way than God sent His Son and Jesus gave His life so that we could be saved. Jesus came and endured the cross, the Bible says. He endured the cross, despising the shame. Jesus was disfigured. Jesus was brutalized. Jesus was abandoned. Jesus had to drink the cup of all our sins, of all time, all mankind, every sin. He became sin for us because He loves us. God's love is demonstrated by the cross. When you feel abandoned, you feel unloved, you need to remember the cross and what Jesus did for you there. And He did it only because He loves you and He wants you to be saved. Remember how Jesus has forgiven us of our sins. God loves you, that's for sure. And you can tell by the cross. There's another way that God's love is demonstrated. And I want you to get this now. I want you to be careful here. You've got to get this, not only by the cross, but by the church. Now, I want you to listen carefully. God's love is demonstrated by the church. First of all, Jesus said, all the commandments are summarized by two things. One, you love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. The Lord Jesus is preeminent. The Lord Jesus is first. And we're to love Him with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And you may say, well, wait a minute. Shouldn't I love my wife first or my husband first, my kids first, my family first? No. You should love Jesus first. If you love Jesus first, if you love Jesus right, you'll love your spouse right. 
You'll love your kids right. You'll love everybody right. It's all about loving Him first. And then He said in the second commandment, these two commandments, they summarize all the other commandments. He said the other one is this, love your neighbor as yourself. Love me first. Love your neighbor as yourself. He's simply saying love others. He wasn't talking about your next door neighbor. He wasn't talking about your, your, the, the neighbor at work. He's talking about the next person you run in contact with that you can love and help. And then he gave a third commandment, a new commandment over in John. He said, this is how people will know you're truly mine, is that you love one another. He meant you love each other in the church. He meant you love other Christians. And so God's love, now listen to this, God's love is demonstrated by the cross and by the church. We demonstrate God's unlimitless, vast, big, unconditional love in the church. We represent God's love to the world. The church, the saved, represents God's love to the world. When they see us loving Jesus first, when they see us loving and helping and meeting the needs of others, and then they see us not creating strife, not creating division, not angry with each other, but loving one another in the church. That demonstrates God's love. And then he said another thing to the church. And he said this. If you love me, keep my commandments. In John 14. Now, just as he demonstrated, he didn't just say, I love you and then let us die in our sins. Jesus said, I love you and died for our sins. We're not just to say, oh God, I love you. Listen, this morning after these songs, my goodness, we all love him. We all praise him. We all want to go to heaven. It's great. But when we go out there, the deal is, is to keep his commandments. When we go out there, it's to demonstrate His love by obeying Him. God's love is demonstrated by our love for Him, our love for others, our love for one another, other Christians, and then by our obedience. To the words of the Lord Jesus. Don't just say you love him. Demonstrate it. As he demonstrated it to us. And then lastly. God's love. Is celebrated. It is stated. It is demonstrated by actions. And then God's love is. Celebrated. We ought to celebrate God's love. We should never take God's love for granted. It is celebrated, first of all, by salvation. Now listen, 
This morning, Sherry gave us a great testimony in Sunday school. She talked about how this young boy, I don't know if he's here today, he comes to Awana, and, and on Wednesday night there was a lot of people out because of this reason or that reason, or lots of things going on, I don't have time to go through all that or to have Sherry come up and tell us the story again. But the bottom line is this kid got saved Amen. on Wednesday night. Amen. This student, this Awana guy got saved. Now listen, when he got saved, heaven stopped and celebrated the love of God and the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Luke 15 it says that there's rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that comes to repentance. It doesn't say that heaven stops when Tim Rhodes or Billy Graham or whomever is preaching. It doesn't say that heaven stops when the Browners sing these powerful songs, wonderful songs. It doesn't say that. But it says that when one sinner comes to repentance, heaven stops and rejoices over the gospel and the love of God. There's celebration in salvation because of the love of God. It's not because of our works. It's not because of our religion. It's not because of all of those things. It's because of the love of God that brought a plan of salvation and the love of Christ who would die in our place for our sins. Love is also celebrated by marriage. Why is it so quiet? <laughs> Have you read Ephesians 5? There's a picture of Christ and the church. And it's a celebration. And one day there is the big celebration, the marriage of the Lamb. The Lamb, the Lord Jesus Christ, and His bride, the church, the saved, the body. And marriage is a picture of God's love for us. It, it, it's a picture of Christ and the church. It, it, it's a picture of what love is all about. It is the love of 1 Corinthians 13 that is transferred into the marriage ceremony and the marriage vows. And the love of marriage represents the love of God and the love of Christ who died for our sins. I'm talking about the biblical marriage. I'm talking about the husband and wife. With Christ as the head. Yes, Christ is the center of the marriage. It's supposed to be a celebration of God's love. Amen. Amen. God's love is celebrated by salvation by marriage, and by the church. In verse 20, now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Sometimes we have 
Remember we talked about this and talked about the storms. When the storms come, if we focus on the storm, we have a big storm and a little God. And sometimes we try to limit God. We don't believe. We say we believe, but then we don't believe. We say things like this. Well, there's nothing we can do but pray. <laughs> what? Prayer should be first, right? If you believe God, if you believe in Him and what He can do, it should be first. Not what we've done everything in the world. We've tried everything in the world. And now, well, let's see if prayer will do any good. Listen, He can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. He's not a little God. He's a big God. He's a God of the universe. He's a God who spoke. He just spoke this universe into creation. He just spoke it and it happened. And by the word, the Bible says of Christ, by the word of His power, He sustains everything. We believe that by repentance and confession in the Lord Jesus as Savior and Lord, He died and rose again, that He'll take us to heaven. And that's true. We, we, we put our hands in His hands, or our life in His hands, to get us to heaven, and that's true. But then we think He can't handle the things of today. I mean, if we think He can't handle the things of the day, are you wise to trust Him to get you into heaven? I mean, really? By the church. We celebrate His love for us in the church by our worship and by our witness. We celebrate the love of Christ. Amen. We have to always acknowledge and celebrate His love. His unbelievable, His limitless, unconditional love for us. Now listen carefully. If you're here today without Christ, God loves you. And maybe it's true that no one you know loves you. Maybe you feel completely, totally abandoned and hopeless. But that's a lie of the devil. If you feel hopeless. People may have abandoned you. But God has not abandoned you. God loves you. And listen. He can reach down to wherever you are. And meet whatever need you have. He loves you. If you're not saved. Today could be the greatest day of your life. If you would just come to Jesus. And let Him forgive you and save you. It would change your life. It would be the greatest thing that ever happened to you. He loves you. He wants to save you. Would you come to Jesus? And Christians, I know sometimes we go through these defeated moments of our lives. Listen. However it may feel, God loves you. He loves you this much.
He died for you. You're his. He's not going to abandon you. He's going to come and take you home to be with him forever. Let's celebrate his love. Wouldn't it be great this morning if we could have just heaven stop and rejoice over one who's been saved? Wouldn't it be great? I mean, they're praising God. They're worshiping the Lamb. And they're crying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Wouldn't it be something if they just stopped for a moment to celebrate the love of God, the gospel of the Lord Jesus, because one came to be saved. If you're not saved, come to Jesus. Christians, if there's a need you have in your life, come to Jesus. Maybe there's someone you want to pray for. Come to Jesus. Father, we thank you for your word. It's truth. It's power. And Father, we thank you for your love. Your love that was demonstrated through the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, help us now during this invitation. We've heard your word. I pray now as your Holy Spirit works, we will listen and obey. We pray if there's one here without Christ as Savior, they would be saved. We pray for the needs of the church, whatever those are.